It is Friday, May 19th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Producer Rob back at the helm. We appreciate that, as producer Dan is certainly going to help with the edit session as well. Trevor Plouffe, another exciting weekend for you as you get to continue your journey on Bally's North A with the Minnesota Twins taking on the L.A. Angels. You get to see Shohei over the weekend, right? I do. I believe he's pitching Sunday, and then we'll get to see him hit. Hopefully, we'll be able to keep him down. I would suggest pitching around this guy. I don't know. I think he's pretty good, right? Don't become one of those homers. Come on, enough. You want you want to see greatness at all levels. Yeah, you might work a little bit for the Minnesota Twins. I know that that's your favorite team that you played for, all that sort of stuff. But stop with it. Well, hopefully, we can keep him down. Oh my hell! It, you want to see him hit for the cycle? Let's go. I do. I'm trying to get yes. that World Series ring I never got, that playoff share. Yeah. I don't think I get one of those, well, but that would require actually winning a playoff game at some point, which oh. is another discussion. Okay. Uh the defending World Series champion Houston Astros got some very good news on Friday morning when it was announced that Jose Altuve will be activated for their series opener against the Oakland A's. The champs, it's been kind of a bumpy road through the first quarter of the season, but they're just two games behind the Texas Rangers atop the AL West. How much of a difference is this going to make? I think it's going to make a massive difference. Let me ask you this right now. I'm going to ask you a question since you just asked me a question. How many players on the Astros offensively have an OPS plus over 100 right now? Uh, I'm going to say two. Three, Jeremy Pena at 101, just snuck in. Oh, the other two, you know, in. Kyle Tucker, yeah. who is doing well, could be doing better. I believe doing he'll okay. continue to go. And then Jordan Alvarez has been Jordan Alvarez. They need an offensive spark. They do. That's yep. been the, that's been what's been plaguing them throughout the early parts of the season. Bullpen's been fine. Starting pitching's been fine. Uh, offensively, they just haven't found that spark yet. I mean, we know Abreu's been struggling. Uh, but Altuve is quite literally like the spark plug of that offense, hitting at the top of the lineup, making people feel all nervous. When you play against Jose Altuve, you're nervous in the field. I mm. I used to play a cat and mouse game with this guy because he wouldn't ever really bunt. But if you gave him enough room, he would bunt. So you, you had to play up on him. I would move towards the line sometimes. He hit in the six hole. I'd move towards the six hole sometimes. He hit it down the line. He's got that kind of magic with his bat. He puts everybody on the defensive side on alert. Plus, he gets on base. He's running all over the place. Like It's exactly, exactly what the Houston Astros need. And right now, they're kind of trending upward. With Altuve, they're going to continue that path. It's a big deal for them you, to get him back. He's He's kind of unorthodox for a leadoff hitter from this standpoint. He is swinging even before yes. he gets up to the plate. Yes. Right? Like some some leadoff hitters, you love to have them up there because they're going to work the count. Guys are going to be able to see pitches. That is not what he does. And Houston has been just fine with that for the dozen years that he's been up there. Um, because he just provides a different energy, man. I, I, I would expect everybody to raise their game. The other Jose that they brought in, Jose uh, Abreu, has not been good so far this year. Uh, tip of the cap to Mauricio Dumont, who has done a fantastic job filling in both offensively and defensively. He actually has the highest batting average. He's not an extra base hitting machine. He has zero homers. I think he's got 11 extra base hits this year, but he's been outstanding in the field. Um, so he's done a great job. It's funny because I, I did read some of the um, 
comments on social media from the Astros fans. They're like, well, do we think he could play first base and we could put Abreu on the bench? I'm like, guys, stop. He's going to go back to a utility role. You'll see him occasionally fill in for Altuve at second base so that he can DH. You'll see him occasionally at shortstop. You might see him in center field as well. That's the chess piece that he is. He is not an everyday baseball player. He did a tremendous job for seven weeks, but now it's time to set the chess board back up to what it was when this team won a World Series a year ago. He's a big piece. He's, you're doing a puzzle, and like you just need this piece so you can fill this quadrant in. Oh, we found yep. it. It's Jose Altuve. Plug it in. They're going to be just fine. Um, is there any way he doesn't swing at the first pitch as long as it's within – 12 inches of home plate. I think it's a sense of pride for him. Like, I, I again, you're totally right. Like, I played third base against this guy a lot, and he just had you on your toes from the get-go. I think I, I think he's going to swing first pitch. If it's, like you said, Absolutely. if it's anywhere near the zone, he's swinging. I love watching this dude play. And let me remind everyone again, Jose Altuve should never be the face of the 2017 Houston Astros cheating scandal there's facts to back that up. Let this guy live his life, dude. He's an excellent ball player. Like root for this yeah. guy. It's okay. Well, that's okay because when the uh when the Astros visit the Bronx, New York keeps giving it to him and then he turns around and gives it back to them with his play on the field. So that always gets interesting. Um only a half dozen games on the slate yesterday. The most interesting one was the last one that finished. Uh, Dodgers and Cardinals. Cardinals end up taking that one. Kind of a crazy game, right? We had four homers in one inning off of Urias uh, by the cards. You had Nolan Arenado going deep again. Freddie Freeman hitting his 300th homer. But what was the biggest part of the game for you? I think it's like some of the tenacity that we're seeing from the Cardinals now. Now that you got Wilson Contreras back behind the plate, mm -hmm. you allow Nolan Gorman to be the DH. He's been their best hitter all year. I talked about Freddie Freeman on Talking Baseball. I just ran from there right to here. I talked about the 300th home run, talked about the 1,000th RBI. That's obviously amazing, and maybe you're going to talk about that. I'm not sure. But I think for me, it's this Cardinals team figuring things out. You know, they, uh, it was Freeman, then Muncie got the game within one, and then the Cardinals were able to answer back and put a hurting on them. Then the, the game was a lot closer than the final score ended up dictating. But to be able to do that, to answer, when, you, when you're getting tested by the Dodgers, who are relentless, when you're getting tested by them, and then your offense can show up and just kind of run away with it at the end, I thought that was a very important victory for the Cardinals to continue this recent success that they've had. Like, they needed to win that game, and they did. I thought that was the most important thing. Well, how about the fact that they've uh, scored at least 16 runs now in two of their last four games? So they're getting it going. Their pitching still might be an issue, right? Yes. I mean, I think that they're going to have to make some sort of move, maybe not to win the division. Um, I think that could still be within reach for them with the roster that they've got right now. But if they want to win some series and then get to the World Series, I think they're going to have to make some sort of move there. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that was a, that was a big deal. You did talk a little bit about Freddie Freeman here. Whenever we have guys reach milestones, it's always a great time to run to their, you know, baseball reference page and just give a gander, see where they are. Right. So he's one of seven active players right now with at least 300 homers and a thousand RBIs. And by the way, two of the other seven were on the field with him in Arenado and uh, Goldschmidt last night, which I thought was kind of cool. When you look at Freddie Freeman, 
There is no question that he's going to be a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. I also think he's going to be the next guy to get 3,000 hits. By the end of this year, he's going to be really close to 2,100 if he doesn't surpass that number. And I think he'll be 34 at the end of this season, maybe early in the offseason. I forget when his birthday is, but Freddie, I'll get you something. Don't worry about it. So with the way that, you know, the National League, you know, the DH is now universal, he's going to be around for a while. And there hasn't been one part of his game where you're like, God, he slowed down a little, a little bit. Not one part, dude. Yeah, no, his swing just plays. I mean, he doesn't have this like massive, like I'm giving everything in my body to your swing. He just puts the barrel on the ball. He's strong enough to do it. He fights with two strikes. His walk rate is above average. His um, strikeout rate is above average, like in a good way. I don't know how you say that. Above average, below average. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just an all-around great hitter. I mentioned I'm talking baseball. Go check out his postseason numbers too. 970 OPS or something like that. I know. Like he's a yeah. guy that gets it done on all facets. He's won a gold glove. He's won an MVP. He's won a World Series. He's got he's locked up in in LA through 27. So he's got another mm-hmm. four years of ball there. And then if he wants to play more, I guarantee he'll be able to. Yeah, I I think that you know I kind of did just did the math in my head. He he would need an at least one more year after that to probably get to 3,000 hits. And it would be really interesting to see if at that age, he's then in his late 30s, would teams be interested in a guy like that if he's certainly on the back end of it by then? Let's say he's fallen off a little bit. But, you know, there aren't that many milestones that get played up these days that you could sell tickets to. Someone will want him, but the thing is, will he want to play? That's what you always have to think about with these guys that have had this success. Even without 3,000 hits, he is a Hall of Famer. He's got a beautiful family he can go home to. I think he just bought a nice house in Southern California. Yeah, he's had a nice house. I think he just bought a nice nice house, yeah. Okay. You don't know him personally. I do. But you if do. you are – if you're within a hundred hits of three thousand, you're playing. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not hits. asking that. I'm saying it. Yeah, you can't stop. Depends on the guy, dude. It, young as kids, long as you're, man. I know. As long as your career hasn't fallen off a cliff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the world of sports cards reimagined. So whether you're a brand new collector or have shoe boxes full of cards in your attic or your basement, the sports card investor app will completely change the way you buy, sell, and collect. I know Bluff's ears are perking up with this sort of announcement. You can jumpstart your collection by finding the best prices on cards of your favorite players, helping to build one-of-a-kind collections, and save some money as well. You easily track the value of your favorite cards, find the best prices with eBay deals, and see which players are on the rise, all from the palm of your hand. With up-to-date sales data on over 2 million cards, you always know exactly what your collection is worth and when to buy or sell. Available for free in Google Play and the App Store, reimagine how you collect and download the Sports Card Investor app today. I imagine, Ploof, that is a huge help for somebody who is constantly checking their card collection, right? 100%, Chris Rose. You're totally right about that. Okay. So go do it. It's that simple. 
It's just a click away. Bunch of interesting series get started tonight. Um, the ones on opposite coasts have piqued my interest a little bit because you have a pair of big-name shortstops that are taking on their former teams for the first time. Are you more interested to watch Francisco Lindor against my Cleveland Guardians or Xander Bogarts against his old squad, the Boston Red Sox? So my answer is Xander Bogarts, and I'll give my reason here in a second. This is Lindor's first time facing Cleveland? He's been yeah, with the Mets for like three years. I know. This is his third year. It's been kind of a wacky. I had to go check. I had to confirm it last night on you know his splits. I was like, so this is the 30th team that he'll play in Major League Baseball history. Interesting. Oh, that's cool. Um, as much as I wanted to answer Lindor because I got to play against him so much and I understood what he meant to the city of Cleveland, I think I'm more interested in seeing Xander go up against Boston. He's been one of the only guys that's really hit on that, you know, mm -hmm. that crazy San Diego lineup that was supposed to break the world. It hasn't done that yet, but he's been really good. Uh, and Boston comes in like feeling good about themselves and and Paxton, I, I love that whole story. He's going to face him tonight. Xander's been really good against lefties, better in his career against lefties than righties, obviously, 860 OPS. Uh, so he's kind of been keeping the Padres afloat. And uh, I think it's more fresh, too. Like, you know, Xander left just last year uh, to come to San Diego. So I like that the wound is still maybe a little bit open. And if he's able to pour a little bit of salt into it, I think he might like that. Uh, so I'm more interested in seeing Xander go up against Paxton and the surging Boston Red Sox tonight. Yeah, part of it is that uh, after the Padres lost their home series against the Kansas City Royals, the media was shut out for quite a while. There was a players-only meeting, I believe, afterward, and guys yeah. were talking about how pissed off they are and how we can be upset all we want. We got to start turning this thing around, and it starts now. So we'll see if uh, kind of the last day and a half off, if you will, because they played a day game on Wednesday, will allow them to kind of rejuvenate themselves a bit. They did have a team charity function, I believe, last night, so maybe that allows guys to just unwind a little bit, spend some time together with one another. Out, Yeah, go ahead, caller. I did give San Diego my first of the year, what is you doing, baby, with that series loss to the Kansas City Royals. Ooh, wow. So That was the first that one? It's the first one of the year for me that I gave to a team. What is you doing, baby? You can't you you can lose some series. Don't be going in and losing to Kansas City. I'm sorry. No offense yeah. to Kansas City, but this is the no, this is no supposed to be one of the all time lineups in baseball history. We said that. No, that's not who said that. There's not top nobody five, said that. What, no that's way. top five one of. Think about who they have yes, in that top five. I know, but you can't say the best lineup. I'm sorry. Know. We Go said spin. things. We, there was a lot of hyperbole about this team. They have not lived I up know. to it. They have not lived up to it, but it, it was certainly the top half was. That's was, what I as meant. talked let about me go, a lineup. Let, yes. Let me just get the a little freaking half. sports talk yeah, radio on these people every once in yeah, a while. Come on. Hey, okay, let's go out to Encinitas. Ah, okay. Um, well, for me, obviously, I, I watch every Cleveland Guardians game, so I'll be watching that. But the thing that, in my opinion, just for the average baseball fan who doesn't have a care of the Mets, Guardians, Red Sox, or Padres, why they might be more interested in this series is because Lindor was traded. Bogarts just walked, right? They couldn't get mm. an extension done with him, so he just left. Here, there are a couple of guys coming into City Field that are going to be playing in the middle of the infield that were traded for Lindor. You know, Andres Jimenez has become an all-star second baseman. It's a very mm -hmm. slow start this year. 
but he has become a dependable part of this team moving forward. He got a nine-figure extension. Ahmed Rosario has done a solid job at shortstop. I mean, he's an average defender at best. But, you know, once the month of May comes, he always starts getting knocks. So the Mets fans are not only going to have a chance to see their all-star shortstop, but also see a couple of the pieces that they gave up to get Lindor. And not every Mets fan loves Francisco Lindor at this point. All they see is a contract, and is he playing up to it? Well, he hasn't come up and met the um, criteria that he did in Cleveland, where he had over an 830 OPS. He had three straight 30 homer seasons. He was a four-time All-Star there. He hasn't done any of that stuff out there in Queens. So they're going to get a good look at Francisco Lindor and a couple of guys they traded. Lindor, decent year last year, ninth in the MVP yeah. vote, and he drove in some runs, yeah. 26 homers, 107 RBI. Uh, but you're right. He hasn't been like the player he was through 2016, 2019. This guy was MVP 9, MVP 5, MVP 6, MVP 15, all-star each of those years. He has not lived up to it. I think he did admit that as well. And I said that he was the best player I ever saw put on a Cleveland uniform. And that was saying something. Now, I would say that I probably was off base on that, that probably Jose Ramirez has taken that mantle from him, that, you know, he has done more on the bases. He's done more. I mean, his MVP finishes, all that sort of stuff. But I thought also thought Frankie meant more. I know, Frankie, we're not supposed to call him that. But to me, he'll always be Why? Frankie. So sorry, Francisco. He doesn't like. He it? doesn't want to be called Frank. Yeah, he doesn't want to be called Frank. I mean, jeez, dude, what? People can call you whatever they want. Like people call me all sorts of stuff. I don't care at all. Why do people care so much about that? Trevor. Yeah, sure. Trev. Special T. TP. People used to make fun of me. TP. Oh, is that toilet paper? I don't care. That was shitty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, but I just know what he meant to the city of Cleveland. And I know that Jason Kipnis got some heat for saying he wasn't a leader over the last few days, but how he was inside the clubhouse and what he meant to us as fans could be two totally different things, by the way. I love Kipnis. Uh, uh, he was, a, oh, that was your love guy. You guys guy. used to roll. Uh, we used to roll out. together. That dude was a leader. I don't, I don't remember him saying that about Francisco Lindor. And I, I don't know no, if he I just said it, it this week. He just he said, just said oh, he said he's doing foul territory or something like that. Yeah, he just said it there. Yeah, and then he wow. had he kind of backtracked and stuff. And oh, they're trying to get some, you know, they're trying to get some spicy takes traction. over there, are they? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, kid, it's okay. We understand. Hey, he's my his cleats what right here. Where Jason Kipnis signed cleat right there. What does it say on it? it? Says one of my favorite to ever do it. Let me babysit. Uh, I will say this. I always loved Kip. Um, and there were times where I was critical of him where he didn't play as well. I mean, when people ask my opinion about my baseball team, I'm going to give my opinion about it. And so we had to have some really good, honest discussions. But he was always wonderful to my, my two sons. Always. When they would come out to spring training, he'd come over and talk to them and rap with them and shoot the shit. And Brady was like, like 11 or 12, I want to say, one year when we went to spring training and they let them go shag before the uh, game and Brady hadn't caught a ball and Kipnis is running in to go to, he goes, Hey, Kip hit me a ball. And Kip smashed a line drive. I'm like, Brady, don't go get it. And he made a nice little diving catch. Nice. He's like, thank you. Thank you for hitting it to me. Thought it was adorable. 
All right, uh, Aaron Judge, after a monster series against the Toronto Blue Jays north of the border, uh, he takes his show back to the States, to Cincinnati, Ohio. Are you more curious to see if he will continue to crush it in the Queen City or how Luis Severino will do in his big league debut in 2023? Of course, coming back from an injury, he is expected to pitch on Sunday. Well, I think that uh, Aaron Judge will continue to crush it in Cincy just because it's a fantastic place to hit. I don't know if the metrics still support that, but Humidor has done something, but I, I'm assuming it's still a very good place to hit. I can't imagine it changing that much. So Judge is going to do his thing. Uh, I am very excited to see Luis Severino for Yankees fans. Um, I guess I don't really care that much, but for Yankee fans, they definitely care because their depth has been tested. He's been very good in his career for them. If you If he comes back and is... You know, anything what like his career numbers suggest, he's got a 339 over seven years. That's massive for the Yankees yep. as they've been without Rodon and Cortez has kind of been up and down, struggling for the most part. Uh, if they can get a guy to just slot in there and be like a stable workhorse for the rotation, I mean, that's that's everything for this team right now. So I'm curious to see how he does. I know Yankee fans are really excited and and, and banking on him being kind of a, a guy that's just a pillar in the rotation. I think you forget how good he has been when he's been healthy. Unfortunately, when he's been healthy is a phrase that hasn't been uttered very much uh, because he hasn't been. In fact, since 2019, he has made 22 regular season starts. 22! That's not even a full season's worth. And do you know that he's in his walk year? I didn't know that. Yeah. This is the yep. end of that, I think, $40 million extension. Five so years, 52.25. Oh, is that what it ended up? Yeah, that's what it ended up being. Okay. So, uh, oh, right, because they picked up his option. That's what it was. Um, this is a big deal for him. He's got to show not only to Yankee fans who are clamoring for him to stay healthy and be productive, but to himself and to the rest of the league, that he could be a top-of-the-rotation type dude. If he can finish out the year without any more stints on the injured list, that's going to that's gonna put per, perhaps tens of millions of dollars in his pocket, Blue. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's already in line if he just finishes the year healthy to get a, a deal just by his track record. It won't be a long one because of the the injury risk, but if he comes out right. there and, and does it, yeah, he's he's going to make some money. Starting pitchers, man, going to make some money in free agency. So let's say that um let's say he finishes the the rest of the year and there's no injury bugaboo here. He'll be 29 in his walk year. What does he get 3 years? I think so. I think he gets offered a qualifying offer. Can he get offered a qualifying offer? There's some stipulations some guys can't. I believe he probably can. I believe he gets offered a qualifying offer. Ooh. I think so. Yeah, I think I think teams will take a chance at a three-year deal for sure. Okay. Well, that qualifying offer could that could screw some stuff up. That could be yeah. great for the Yankees, but that could be tough for him. By the way, Aaron Judge has played a whopping one game at Great American Ballpark. <laughs> Definitely hit a homer, game. though, didn't he? He had to have hit a homer. He did not. No, oh. he actually didn't. I know. I know. He's going to this weekend. He will hit at least one. And I haven't checked the weather forecast for Cincinnati, but once it starts heating up down there, that ball flies. I got a guy, Ben Lively, who he's facing tonight. Yes. 
I played yes. with Ben uh, in the Phillies organization. He went overseas to pitch. He made his big league, like, I, I don't know. I don't want to call it debut. It's not his debut. Uh, he got back to the big leagues this year, yeah. not too long ago. Um, so that's going to be a tough task for Ben. And then he gets Hunter Green on Sunday, which that's going to be a fun matchup, Judge versus Hunter Green. Yeah. And Hunter Green actually doesn't give up as many home runs as you think that he would. But he doesn't. I forget who's pitching the middle game for Cincinnati. I looked it up um, yesterday. Luke Weaver. Oh, yeah, Luke Weaver. Now, he's been susceptible to the home run ball. Anyway, uh, boy, right around 80 degrees at first pitch tonight. That ball could be traveling. Look could out. Be going. And it's going to be 81, 70, 70s over the weekend. In case you're traveling to Cincinnati, your five-day forecast for the greater Cincinnati area. I just looked that up because mm. I can see the ball travel there. Okay. Hey, uh, Bowman Baseball. It's got history that dates back to 1948 when the first Bowman Baseball card set was released following the end of World War II. It has now become a favorite among contemporary collectors who focus on top prospects, offering the chance to have the first card on the next superstar. Bowman Baseball. It's an inclusive product designed for every type of collector, whether you are a pro like Plouffe or a beginner like me. Offering top-rated prospects, rookies, veterans, Bowman Baseball provides a fun and exciting product for everyone in the hobby. Each year, there's new and exciting class of potential future Hall of Fame players, and those debuting in the 2023 Bowman group include Drew Jones, Andrew's kid, number two overall pick in last year's draft by the D-backs, Jacob Berry, who is making his way up the ladder in Miami, Justin Crawford, Carl's kid, he's in the Phillies organization, and Spencer Jones in the Yankees organization, the big old left-hander that they are calling the left-handed Aaron Judge. Sorry, I just want to run past that so Ploop doesn't hear me. So I want you to find the game's future stars in 2023 Bowman Baseball, available to your local hobby shops, your retailers, and tops.com. Go do that today. All right, before we get out of here for the weekend, kind of a cool story for Manny Machado on the Padres' off day. It was announced he will be purchasing a small stake in San Diego's brand-new MLS soccer team. They'll be starting their uh, career in 2025. Which baseball player would you like to co-own any sort of sports team with? I'm wearing a shirt with this guy's freaking picture on it right now. Me and Kutch, Ooh, this good is what one. we're going to do, people. Me and Kutch are bringing the NBA to Pittsburgh. I love black and yellow. Ah. They don't have a team. I wanted to do a football team with him, but I don't think I can get into the Steelers. Was it the Mara family? I don't think they're going to let us in there no, just no, no. yet. No, no, no. Not the Hines. Maras are the Giants. No, no, no. The Roonies. Roonies. I yes. I'm not talking about football, bro. I know you <laughs> like to talk football. We're bringing an NBA team to Pittsburgh. You just watched. And it's going to be called the Pittsburgh. I don't know. Shoot, I thought I had one. We're working on that. We're working. Yeah, we're working. We're working on that. Our marketing people are working Ooh, on that. The uh, Pittsburgh Pistols. Ooh, I kind of like that. Me too. I forget what they were called in the fish that saved Pittsburgh, but uh, we'll have to look that up. That's a great call. I love mm -hmm. that. Um, and you got some nice financial backing too. Kutch has had some nice deals. Yeah. My he's guy, um, unfortunately, he signed one of the worst contract extensions in the history of the sport, but. I love his energy. I love his smile. I love what he brings to the game. He, I have a feeling that he's going to light up any room that he walks into so he can get us some deals, get some good backing. Ozzy Albies. How much fun do you think that would be to own a team with that dude? I thought but, worse. I was thinking worse from a whole different perspective. 
Yeah, you guys are need to come with some cash, though, bro. Yes, but you don't think that Ozzy can win people over? He could. He could. He's got that infectious personality. He he wins the room. You're right. Then he brings you along. He's like, here's my here's my friend over here. Yeah, here's my grumpy old man friend. So that's what that's what we need. We need a guy who lights up the room and a guy who dims the lights. So I think we kind of play it off perfectly. I like that. That's it's about yin and yang right there. You and you and yes. Ozzy about as different as that's can get. He's about. very athletic, explosive. You're not. Yep. Nope. Definitely not. Definitely not. All right, what do you have uh, going on this weekend? You got a lot of baseball out there in Anaheim. Anything else? Yes. I mean, you don't have time. That's it, anything. man. That's taking up my life, to be honest with you. Yes. So I'm going to drive down there oh. pretty soon. I might get lunch with Drew Butera, who's the bullpen catcher slash coach yes. for the uh, the Angels. I remember seeing him last year. Mm-hmm. Check me out. I'll be in the booth tonight. Uh, I'm going to call from the booth a couple of different innings, seven, the second through the sixth. Yeah, I actually I'll have to run and go get on a conference call right now. I'm working, oh, baby. Oh, my God. All right, yeah, no, you got to get going. So uh, for our not-one-of-a-kind producer, but he is our producer extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco, and for Dan Rourke, who's helping us with the edit here today, and my man Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.